Hey, this is Julia, and welcome back to Aquarian Times. It is April 26, 2023, and this is episode 140. So, once again, we are... This is kind of my mid-eclipse portal check-in. <laughs> um, we are halfway through, meaning that next week, on this day, is our uh, next eclipse... Um, the lunar eclipse on May 5th in Scorpio, south node eclipse. And, you know, uh, the way that it's spoken of is, um, if I haven't said this before, but, you know, we have the nodes of the moon. Uh, this is an axis point in the zodiac. So we will always have eclipses at opposite ends of the zodiac wheel. And, um, we're in a transition period because uh, we've been having eclipses in the Taurus-Scorpio uh, axis with uh, the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio for, um, well, in July it will have been 18 months. So it is an 18-month period that the nodes spend in each sign. And then they move. And... But, you know, just like everything, um, astrology has, <laughs> you know, exceptions to these the rules, right? Um, and so this last eclipse, if you didn't, you know, notice or weren't listening, paying attention, happened in Aries, which is just next door to um, Taurus, Right? And uh, the North Node eclipse happened in Aries. So the nodal points are moving. We're almost towards July here. And um, what happened was the, 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 it was, it was kind of a strange thing and it, you know, strange things happen all the time, but there were two new moons in Aries. Um, And the second one was at the 29th degree of Aries which is what's called the anoretic degree. It's a very important degree. Um, it like activates all the energies of that sign, so it's kind of a potent place for it to be. But the moon was right at the end of Aries, right? We're not quite in Taurus. It was at 29 degrees. That's where the eclipse happened. And the north node is still in Taurus until it moves, you know, to Aries. But basically... When um, a new moon occurs near the North Node, it will be an eclipse. So the nodes are very strange, uh, you know, um, aspect of astrology. And um, so, you know, they're they're kind of, uh, there are points where the the North Node is where uh, things increase, and the south node is where things where we let go, right? So basically, what's going to be happening is uh, the north node is going to be moving into Aries, which means that for the next eighteen months, beginning in July, uh, we'll have an increase of energy in our house where Aries that Aries rules that Aries uh, resides, and we'll have a decrease or letting go in the area where Libra um, 
resides. So one way to, um, you know, reference this is to think back uh, 2003 to 2006, right, about 20 years ago, <clears throat> is the last time we had the nodal accesses, access points being from North Node in Aries to South Node in Libra. And then about halfway through that period of time, right, um, we have the, the North Node will be in Libra and the South Node will be in Aries. But, um, and that's a similar theme, but it's not the same thing. So again, these are very potent thematic uh, occurrences. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, when, so in astrology, when we track things, basically when things um, come back around, right, like we're having a Pluto return, so that's Pluto coming back around um, to Aquarius after a long time, 200 plus years, and um, so we're going to have a recurring of a theme when we have a planet or a point repeated, right? And this happens over and over throughout time because as you know, as you probably know, it's like if you picture like a mobile or something, we well, a moving mobile. Um these the the planets and the points are just constantly moving and nothing is static. Everything is moving and changing. All the time, constantly, right? And so, again, it's like these patterns repeating, these developments of stories, these um, recurrence of themes. It's uncanny. And the example that I want to give is, you know, like a you know, pop celebrity example. So forgive me if you think that's funny or something, but... Uh, I happen to have been watching some, you know, astro celebrity something, you know, which was very interesting. Um, <laughs> and uh, turns out that, and we probably all know this is this is a good example, um, but Jennifer Lopez, right, and uh, Ben Affleck, who just recently married, the last time they were together was when these you know, was when the North Node was in Aries and the South Node was in Libra. So back between 2003 and 2006. And then when, or no, sorry, it was, it was the Taurus-Scorpio axis. Yes, because that's what we'll be going through. So excuse me. But last time, and it was prior to that, so scratch that. But the point is, is last time the nodal points were where they were, uh, they got together and then they split up for 20 whole years while the nodes moved all the way around the zodiac. And when they came back to the same place, bingo, they got married, right? So that's what happens. Um, that's what we can like cite and, you know, track when we're watching these things. It's, you know, it's pretty darn cool. Um, so Anyway, you can think back, since we're having a nodal shift coming up, and it's already begun because, uh, so this south node eclipse is happening in 
Scorpio because it's the nodes are still in Taurus and Scorpio, but it's the last one there that we'll have for about 20 years, right? Because it'll be moving to Libra. And the nodes move in the opposite direction as the planets. Isn't that fun? So life is just full of contradictions, isn't it? Um, but, you know, we, we understand that we're dealing with... Um, this is, these are the laws of the universe, you know, we've got forward motion, we've got backward motion, we've got, uh, you know, contrarians, we've got, <laughs> we've got all these energies at play, and they're all indicated in the stars, so, um, so that's something to pay attention to, and so basically, you know, on Wednesday, next Wednesday, May 5th, we will have our last South Node eclipse in Scorpio for about 20 years. And again, thematically releasing something in the house that Scorpio uh, signifies for you um, and the planets there that are in that house for you. There's a releasing of those energies. There's a letting go. And, you know, that's in our culture, uh, Western culture, we frown upon letting go, right? We don't like death. We don't like endings. <laughs> uh, we're very nor- north nodal focused in the West, right? We're very hungry for more. We're always, you know, the the north node is the head of the dragon. We're so mentally focused. We don't pay as much attention to the tail. We don't give it as much credit. But if we don't have the letting go, well... I mean, we would just get way top heavy <laughs> and, uh, you know, it would be bad news bears for all of us. So, so, you know, again, I think the, the South node energies and the energy of Scorpio, you know, can indicate again, a, a cleansing, a releasing um, and that will be happening for us next week and in you know, you can look forward to that, right? There, there's something positive coming from the ability to let go, right? Letting go is actually one of the healthiest things we can do um, because one of the most harmful things we can do is hold on to things that are not serving us and, and not for us anymore, right? Things that have expired, <laughs> Imagine if you didn't throw away any of your rotten food in your refrigerator, right? It would be just like a, it would be pretty gross, right? <laughs> so when things expire, we need to throw them away. We need to let them go to make room for the new. And this is a constant process in our lives, right? And if we have trouble letting go of belongings, of relationships, of memories, of people, of Everything, you know, under the sun, papers, uh, <laughs> you know, it can really damage us. Um, so I want you to, as we approach this next week, really think about how you can focus on the energy of letting go, embracing that. Um, maybe do some journaling around what you're ready to release. And especially if you can look at your chart, look at where, what house uh, you have Scorpio in and, you know, think about what needs to go in that area of your life. Okay. 
uh, that would be really helpful. And then you'd be prepared and you would be really ready to do that releasing work. And you probably feel like a nice cleansing energy, you know, like a weight lifted off, off of you, uh, if, if you approached it in that way. So that's my, uh, advice for this next week that from now until next week, think about how you can embrace the energy of letting go. How can you get ahead of it? Right. Uh, again, depending on where Scorpio is for you, say it was a six house. That would mean that you could, that's your body and your mental health and your work life. And you could think of ways that you could let go maybe in your, again, your diet or, or, you know, scaling back on, um, working so much, right? So wherever that is for you, uh, it's a good place to, um, focus there. So there, there we go for that. And gosh, what else? Um, Mercury is still retrograde. My gosh, it's kind of a wobbly time. I don't know how, how much you're feeling it. Um, but I wanted to bring up something actually, which, uh, you know, a little bit of a personal share, which I don't, I don't mind, um, doing, which is that, um, I have felt really affected by this particular eclipse, um, cycle, as well as this Mercury retrograde and the reason, and I mean, I, I felt that, you know, not cognitively, but, you know, physically, I've I've been really tired. Like I've been needing to take some rest days, like major rest days. And of course I welcome that. Um, I would rest my whole life if I could (laughs) at this point in my life, I'm, I'm ready to retire. But anyway, (laughs) if anybody out there wants to, um, support that, I would be happy. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so you know, it's really been a time for me to listen really closely to my what my body needs, um, you know, rest again when I need to, and just, yeah, like not schedule, right? And be okay with that, right? Like really give myself space. And the reason being is because um, this Mercury retrograde and Uranus is, is right on top of my moon in my natal chart, right? So, um, and the eclipse happened basically on top of my Chiron, which is opposing my Pluto. (laughs) So maybe that's more than, maybe that's TMI. (laughs) Uh, You know, if you can decode any of that, um, the point is that it's, (laughs) when we have these, astrological phenomenons happening. We have full moons, new moons, eclipses, uh, transits, uh, aspects. When they're all happening, if they're happening directly on planets in your chart, it's very personal. (laughs) You know, it will indicate, again, feeling more exhausted or maybe, you know, actual incidences happening, uh, you know. And, And it's really good to be very mindful Um, and so I'm, I'm aware of that and I'm like, okay, so that's what this, that's what it feels like to have Mercury 
conjunct Uranus retrograding on top of your moon. <laughs> uh, and uh, eclipse happening on top of your Chiron opposite Pluto. I, there's a lot of other things going on. You know, I have, I ha my planets are all over the place, so they're not gathered in one area. Um, so I always have a lot of stuff going on, but, um, anyway, that's, that's, that's a personal share for you to illustrate, um, how this can look and be. And, um, and <laughs> on, on, you know, another example of just, you know, planning for this stuff is I just looked in my date book and discovered that before I had really was aware that we were having an eclipse on May 5th because I wasn't, you know, thinking about that. I had made a chiropractic appointment. <laughs> um, it turns out the chiropractic appointment is at 11 a.m., and the eclipse is happening at 10.30 a.m. on a south node eclipse in Scorpio. And I'm going to cancel the appointment. Now, you may not do that. That might not be your choice. But to me, it doesn't make sense to go to a chiropractor during, like, exactly when an eclipse is happening. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, you know, chiropractor going to a chiropractor at all can be a risk. Um, I've never approached it that way, but it certainly can. Leaving your house is a risk, as we know. Um, but going to a chiropractor, you know, if they make one, you know, false move, you can, you know, I don't know. I mean, things things could happen, and I, I just don't, I don't think it's a good time to go to the chiropractor. Um, I, I'm trying to think where the south node eclipse is happening on, if it's happening right on. If it's happening on my Uranus, that's even more of a reason to cancel the appointment. So, I mean, because again, if I kept the appointment, what's the best thing that could happen? I get a really good adjustment. Like, I, I can forego a really good adjustment for for, you know, just consequences of a really bad adjustment. And, I can't, you know, this also brings to mind, you know, how we, how much control we have, you know, in our lives. But, you know, all that mental gyrations aside of overanalyzing that, I just drop into my intuition and I go, okay, what feels right to me? Do I want to keep an appointment? <laughs> um... Do I, you know, do I want to keep this appointment? And I don't have really any good reason to keep the appointment. So there you have it. Um, so that's kind of how I live my life. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't get overly uh, consumed with, I try not to get overly consumed with transits um, because, you know, you can definitely go there. Um, but, you know, I find it to be, a nice, again, kind of like down low, like that I know these things because, you know, if I didn't, um, I don't know. I don't know what could happen. So, I mean, something I could be, you know, avoiding a, a, a bad experience, which of course would lead me to a good experience as they <laughs> always say, but I'm one to avoid injury if I can, knock on wood. So I'm knocking on wood. All right. Anyway, um, 
yeah, so anyway, that's how I'm approaching this. And, you know, I share all this not to talk necessarily overly about me, but to share, you know, an example of how this can all happen for us, you know. So to be useful, right? So I hope that was it useful for um to me to share and uh and I think I think that should do it for this week um you know there's other trends that's going on of course um I'm trying I'm really trying to think if there's anything else that would be important to say but you know I think that's good you can always reach out to me um check in if you like and uh and you know we can we can see what's happening with you in your chart and uh i certainly hope that this has been useful or at least entertaining and uh, at least made you laugh and smile and uh that's worth a lot as we know uh so thanks again for tuning in um you can find me at juliaburnbaum.com um yeah and uh for all the things, uh, tarot, life coaching, astrology, readings, uh, yoga, and wellness. So, yeah, hang in there wherever you are. Life is, you know, going fast, <laughs> going by fast. And um, I hope you're enjoying it. So take care of yourself. Uh, again, make sure you're getting extra good rest. And... Uh, and take it easy out there. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I just wanted to make a little correction to this episode, which is that I realized I said the eclipse is happening um, on Wednesday, May 5th, which is actually a Friday. May 5th is a Friday. And uh, I made that mistake because, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, we've been having a lot of activity on Wednesdays um, with new moons and eclipses and such. So, or full moons. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, May 5th is a Friday. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.